You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 62 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Hope you all are having a great day wherever you are and wherever you're listening to this. we got a good episode for you today, but first, let's get to the sponsors. I say sponsors because it's oh. we have a conglomerate. <laughs> We're sponsored by a conglomerate today. Okay. We're sponsored by banks. How about that? Fitting. Fitting. It's, it's fitting. What a day, man. If anybody remembers from a few episodes ago, Blakely... Um, kind of explained that she's been putting off changing our banks around our banks out of state. It's a huge hassle. We're relying on all these shenanigans <laughs> to transfer money around and it's just a big pain in the butt and she'd been putting it off. But what did we do today? <laughs> we opened a bank account. We literally, I've spent dedicated two full days, actually like three, two and a half days dedicated to banks so far. And, and um, it's not even done yet. The oh first gosh. was when we, um, we're up in Mississippi and I, and I got a check. I like, you know, signed the check, think I'm going to do a mobile deposit and I couldn't do that. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? My, my bank's in Tennessee, but we just happened to be like 10 minutes from Tennessee up there. So turns out the closest bank that was the bank we used to bank at in Tennessee was in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. So here we go, get in the car, we drive to Muscle Shoals and, and you know, it was good. We hadn't been able to change our address and stuff. So we got some stuff done there. And then today we were finally like, uh, we were talking to some friends of ours hmm. the other night and they're like, have you ever heard of like banks like Chase Bank or, you know, <laughs> national like, banks. <laughs> So we decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and we just walk open in, a like, bank account. I thought it would be easy, but this was the big thing. Turns out I originally had a oh bank account with Chase Bank before we were married 20 years ago. And like, I've gotten credit cards that say Blakely Fletcher and all these other things. But like my quote, he kept using your profile says Blakely Bonds. So we're going to need your marriage certificate or a, a, like, a. do you have an expired card with yeah. bonds on you, it? I'm like, no, we've been married 20 years. I have nothing. Do you happen to have your birth certificate or your marriage certificate <laughs> in your purse? <laughs> anyway, it was a long day of dealing with all that. It yeah. was funny, but it's sort of done. It's sort of done. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like three hours and missing lunch in the bank <laughs> during COVID time. It was like we left, we got there at ten thirty, and we got home at four. We did have to come back home to get more certificates and back, but that was a long day. Yeah, it's not like we live we live kind of in a rural area. Yeah. It's not like the bank is right around the corner. But we did get a fancy ass coffee after afterwards. Yeah, that was exciting. There was a Starbucks and the pumpkin. The pumpkin cold brews came out, and that was really good. Yeah, I'm glad you got. I was to enjoy excited that. about that. All right, so there's our sponsor for the week. Thanks, Banks. Co-sponsor, uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got another episode of You Go, I Go. Yeah. You guys love these episodes, so we drummed up a little bit different style episode of it for you today, so let's get into it. All right. Okay, I'm going to ask all the questions, and we'll both just answer them. We'll go sounds back and good. forth. Okay, sounds good. All right. If you collected any one category of thing, what would it be? 
I'll go first on this one just okay. because I I came up with this question just because I don't per se collect like things, but I we were just moving all of my like grandfather's things and I just love old things. Like I love like my grandmother's old like Tupperwares and in like old corning wares and and anything that has it's like a vintage yeah. but but it's not just like vintage, but it's vintage and owned by someone that I know. Yeah, you know the history. That I love, I love these kind of things. Our house looks like a, a seventy-year-old's house just because I have all these like <laughs> old things from all of my grandparents and from around. Yeah. But anyway, I I just love those things. You have a thing for dishes or like dishware, dishware. K- kitchen-related stuff, and you have a thing for textiles. Yeah. I love, love textiles. I can like be like, oh, I used to like draft with this towel. I mean, it give you like the crummiest towel, and I'm like, I don't want to throw this towel. Yeah, I away. got an attachment to this blanket. <laughs> yeah. um, mine would have to be. I would like to collect automobiles. Oh gosh, cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an I mean, expensive I was, collection. Unfortunately, Shoot, that's my, a really, my collection is free. Yeah, yeah. You you collect free <laughs> stuff that doesn't take up much room. Free but, yeah. stuff that other people have owned. I've just always been into cars. Like I grew up with my dad being a car guy, and he taught me how to work on cars, mm-hmm. and a lot of childhood memories around that. And there would always be cars that were like, "That's the car I want. I want okay. that." And I would save up and buy that car. I'm not talking about anything fancy here, but yeah. you know, like. I wanted a Volkswagen bug Mm -hmm. and I got a Volkswagen bug and I got it more into cars because you're always fixing a Volkswagen bug when you have it. And, um, yeah, like I just still like to learn about cars and if I had unlimited money to collect something, it would for sure be cars. So if you ended up having an old car, say you got a Volkswagen and this was going to be like a car you kind of fixed up and you drove around when you could, would you also have like five, uh, like parts cars (laughs) parked somewhere in the yard? Ideally, I, I don't have the time to like work on all these cars oh, yeah. that I'm hypothetically collecting. So I would buy cars that like didn't need to be restored. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want the like parts cars. I wouldn't want the parts cars. Not that I want like if I could have any car I want or a collection of cars, I wouldn't want all completely restored yeah. cars. I like you know ratty old, stuff yeah. also, but I wouldn't want to. No, I don't want to start a junkyard or have time to yeah. be wrenching on stuff. Really, I'd be down if you were like were like. It was like the old trucks. I really I like, like yeah. old that, trucks. Those, those are in my hypothetical collection okay, for good. sure. Some like 50s and 60s yeah. and trucks and for sure some like 1980s Chevy. Uh, I think they call them Seabody uh, trucks. I definitely want some of those. Seabody. Huh. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just like the G-body yeah. of the, the Monte Carlos yeah. and... Oh. The uh, Grand National. Shannon, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, he wants to buy your car. <laughs> we, have a, we have a client in uh, Magnolia, Texas, who works out in her barn. She's got a pretty sweet barn gym. Yeah. And her husband has a Buick, 87 Buick Grand National parked all... <laughs> in the background, just sitting there collecting it's dust. It's like from the very first time we saw her first video. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was what like, is that? oh, I've noticed it as being a quote G body because when I first started dating him, he had. That was what he was into, and and I was like, oh look, they have one of those cars like you used to have. And yeah. you're like, well, this is the car. Like, I promise you, I will own that car someday. <laughs> oh, I will trade her free coaching for life. Uh oh. Uh, unfortunately, her husband probably doesn't care if she yeah. gets free coaching for life. So <laughs> there like, you I go. I want my car. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. What did you think was cool when you were young, but is not cool now? Why don't you go first on this one too? Give me a minute to think. <laughs> <laughs> this one this one was kind of hard for me to think of something but this is still something I do to this day and it probably is not cool uh I like to draw on myself like yeah. I like to draw my arm like I'll I like make my own like tattoos and 
And also, temp- I love like temporary tattoos. Like if I see a store that has like the temporary tattoos, I'm like, ooh, I want these. And and it's probably not too cool as like an adult to be walking around with like pen drawing or fake tattoos on yourself. Barbed wire. <laughs> the, I think the cheesier the better. I think deep down you you want to get a tattoo, and that's your way of <laughs> that's kind my of way of like getting practicing, ar- <laughs> getting around the permanency of actually getting a tattoo. It's yeah, just, but they don't look as cool when they have like their hand drawn. Yeah, you've probably confused a few people that have seen you in videos. Like, <laughs> when did she get that tattoo? There was and a time when we were in Boise that they, this place had like a really cool tattoo, and I would like get, I would get it, and like went, I got a couple of them, and so then when to wear it down, I would put it back on. Yeah. I was like kind of practicing for like, oh, if I got a tattoo, I'd put it here. I think it's good practice. I still want to get a tattoo eventually too. I just don't have a good enough idea for something that I want on me for the rest of my life. See, I have a great idea. It's just the placement. Yeah. Yeah. You do okay. have a good idea. Okay. Your, um, what's your cool thing? Tucking in my shirt. <laughs> you don't, you tuck in your shirt? I know. I remember when I was young, Uh huh. I thought it was so cool when I tucked in my shirt. I can remember, oh. you know, you remember how the first day of school you would always have like a, maybe you had a brand new wardrobe yeah. for the whole school year, well, no, but just like, yeah, there was a lot of pressure pieces. to pick out the thing you were going to wear. After school shopping. And I remember uh, Champion, the brand Champion, mm-hmm. it was doing real good back when I was probably in, I don't mm-hmm. know, intermediate school or, or maybe even younger. The same brand that's back now that just yeah. goes to show you. And I had my, uh, I don't, my shoes weren't Champion. I think they were like Elise. Remember yeah. that brand Elise? And I had a brand new pair of champion like sweat shorts and a champion t-shirt with the little C logo on the chest. And man, I tucked that shirt in. You wore sweat shorts your first day of I school? My, I mean, I looked awesome in that. Yeah. I was a little pudgy, so I don't uh, <laughs> But yeah, I was wearing my sweet new champion outfit with my shirt tucked in. And I just thought I was the coolest thing. And now... When was the last time you saw me with my shirt yeah. tucked in? When I was like wearing a, my suit, maybe? Like if you have to go, if you have to like go to a wedding. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Even when I worked in I guess when I worked in construction. Yeah, was, you had those like not, polos with the company name on it. You would tuck them every in. Every once in a while I would tuck one in, but if you wore jeans, I think, because it looked weird untucked. Well no, I guess depends on how long the polo was. Yeah. Well, regardless, I thought tucking in my shirt was the, I was the bee's knees with my tucked in shirt back then. And I was tucked into sweatpants is questionable (laughs) at best. Fashion update. We were watching something the other day and, and they called them soft pants. They're like, Oh no, they're about to put on their soft pants. That means they're staying. I was like, that's a hilarious term to me. (laughs) Man, in Boise, we didn't get out of soft pants. (laughs) It was like soft pants year round. Okay. All right. If you're, if a client could only follow one rule about nutrition, like they just like, this is the rule you're going to focus on for, that's all you have to worry about. What rule or quote, I quote rule or whatever, would you have them follow? Um, I would say, and this is definitely something I didn't know before I started coaching people Mm -hmm. on nutrition and have learned over the years is understanding calories and energy balance and mm-hmm. macro breakdown and you know all that stuff is important but it's the mindset stuff that really holds people back mm-hmm. unless you're just a, a person who follows every like maybe you're a type a person that just follows everything to the t you you don't think about things you just execute a plan mm-hmm. and nothing on the mental side derails you but for us normal people the mental side is huge so i would say if if i could get somebody to follow one piece of advice it would be to never make two bad decisions in a row. Hmm. 
it's basically this just comes down to avoiding the all or nothing nothing. mentality and thinking that you know shoot like i said i wasn't gonna have a drink tonight and i did Mm -hmm. i might as well have pizza we just rolled one bad decision into another okay and if if people could cut that off then and then they followed you know or even came close to following Mm -hmm. the other recommendations that i give them it would all fall into place but so many people get sidetracked Mm -hmm. in that all or nothing mentality so i would say that okay i would say to like when you are in control of what you're eating like when you're buying it and you're eating at home and all that stuff to eat only real whole foods to like have Mm -hmm. zero processed foods if they could only do one thing and that would i think would control everything else that would, that would solve a lot of problems. That would solve. That's for that sure. would help with like overconsumption of calories, overconsumption of fat. Yeah. yeah, that's great advice. It would probably, yeah, it would cut down on overconsumption of food, and, and mm-hmm. people would automatically end up eating a lot less calories. And they would probably be able to eat anything, you know, as much as they wanted, because it's all real foods, and it's nothing like, oh shoot, I just ate. You know, I just ate this much stuff and it was yeah. 500 I'm like, calories and I'm not even full yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What if somebody was at home making their own ice cream and peanut butter? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, going through the process is like, <laughs> I would go for it, you know. It's like our neighbor, it's, Benson, next door, that brews beer. Like, yeah. he's, he's doing the processing. Can he drink unlimited <laughs> yeah, amount of he beer? He can drink unlimited amount of beer. He's got to go through the process to make it. Because I think big, it all works itself out. You're only going to, you know, put in as much effort as you want making yeah. it. So I think yeah. that, like that's great advice. And, like, the thing about basically you're forcing somebody to focus on food quality, mm-hmm. which for a lot of people is overrated because they get bogged down in, like, I'm eating an organic cookie. I'm yeah. all good. But if somebody takes your advice and, and like just, eats just unprocessed stuff, yeah, unpro- they will automatically end up eating less calories yeah. probably, and they'll feel a whole lot better too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something okay. else I was going to say about that, that you got me thinking about, but if it comes back to me, I'll bring it up. You came up with this question. I think it's ridiculous. Not even worth stating, but we'll go ahead with it. Who would win a fight between Rocky Balboa and his prime and The Rock and his prime? I mean... No one beats Rocky Balboa. So you that's that oh, your answer? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to justify that? Or I mean, have you seen Rocky's one through five plus Creed's one through three? <laughs> one through two plus. When, when was Rocky's prime, would you say, out of all the Rocky movies? Um, I mean, I think he's still in his prime. <laughs> he's like 75 years old. <laughs> Did you see the Rocky Balboa? He's still winning fights. Yeah, I think he was in his 50s <laughs> for that one. Probably Maybe his 60s. Mid to yeah. late 50s. And like his... Late twenties to like sixties, that was his prime. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with you for a different yeah. reason because uh, I don't like. I think The Rock is awesome. Love yeah, The Rock. I do love The Rock. But... <clears throat> um, but I don't know how tough he really is. I mean, he's big and muscular, mm-hmm. and he wrestled professionally. But yeah, every... I think of him as an actor. Yeah, and because wrestling wrestling is a scripted yeah thing. Not that it doesn't hurt, and that they're not really yeah, athletic and tough, but. Who knows what he can actually do in a fight? I don't think I've seen him he, do he a bare knuckle big. fight. He is big. He's yeah, he's big. Sly he's much bigger. Sly's not big, but he's got the skills. Yeah, I think a few, a few jabs from <laughs> Sly in his prime, and the rock's going yeah. down. <laughs> I think so too. Sorry, Rock, if you're listening to this. It's nothing personal. He's so low. He would like be hurting him in the yeah. midsection right here. Have you heard yeah. from The Rock lately? We, we used to <laughs> keep in pretty close contact with him. So if you listen to this, Dwayne, give us a shout out. We've been wondering how you're doing. Okay. What old person thing do you already do? 
I already know yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have more than one to choose from. <laughs> okay, go. Um, you know, the one I was about to say is actually more your thing. What? Well, I want to hear what no, you no, say you first. No, no, you go first now. You've already I'm going to say my. I'm going to say my. Say I'm yours. Not, I'm, I'm not going to use that one because I think it's really your thing. Okay, we'll say yours. Mine is making noises when I'm sore. <laughs> get, oh, getting up, getting getting up, up out of the chair. Yeah, well, well, hi, Buttons. Um, but with all that travel last week, we didn't have access to any weights. Mm-hmm. Like, so we didn't do any weighted exercises. So, I mean, then a week is not a big deal, but yeah. we came back and got back to it on Monday and yeah, used weights and squatted heavy yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and then sitting yeah. in that darn chair at the bank so long, I just stand up a couple of times and there I was, Ooh, making yeah. old man noises. And I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> it's always worse the second day. So I'm going to say old man noises. Yeah, that's is what the, I was thinking. Old, is my old, old What's your other thing. one? No, I want to hear what you what yours is first. Mine's nothing to do with that. Mine's is crochet. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's, that, that's kind of mean that, to say it's an old person thing. Uh, yeah, because I know I a lot of always people. crocheted. I always like crocheted baby blankets for friends and stuff to have. Babies like, a, you know. It's like an old timey. Old timey, um, yeah. Pastime. <laughs> habit i don't know what you call it yeah. hobby that's hobby. the word i'm looking yeah. for okay so i would say the one yours <laughs> your oh, real gosh. your real one, real one is you talk about the weather constantly <laughs> you're like a walking weather bug. i like to keep up with the weather that's what old people do you, you don't keep up with the weather at all so i've got to keep i've got to know like it's gonna is it gonna rain in a few days i need to mow like things like that uh-huh that it's your, necessary uh-huh <laughs> You know what we also have? What? Windows. You just no, look outside. You, it's, it's, it's forecasting. <laughs> like you can't just look out and say like, oh, it's sunny now. I will What's say be tonight. Um, I appreciate your attention to the weather a lot of times, honestly. Um, yeah, I usually like end up helping us like, oh, let's do this instead of this and, you know, fixing our schedule. Yeah. Based on the weather. And it was handy when we lived in Houston and we had hurricanes bearing down. <laughs> You're on like, oh, wait, there's a hurricane? Yeah. I don't see it out the window. It must not be happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That, yes. The hurricane. What was the, what was the devastating? Harvey. Harvey. Har- you gave so me a really hard time. Oh, yeah, hurricanes always come on my birthday. So watch out, guys. My birthday's next week. <laughs> um, hurricane Harvey was bearing down. Yeah. And we went out to dinner and your dad was, we took your dad out to dinner. Your dad was visiting. And I said, let's, we need to go. Yeah. You're mixing up your stories. No, no, this is Hurricane. Because your dad left a few days and he, 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 like two days before Hurricane Harvey, he said, come with me. Don't stay here. Hang on. This is the right story. We took him to that, okay, like, I think you're right. yeah, I am right. That little restaurant that's like on the side of the West, Westheimer or whatever. Anyway, um, I said, let's go by Trader Joe's and get some groceries. There's this big storm. And you're like, no, no, no. Give me a hard time. And I'm like, getting three three or four cartons of eggs and you're calling me ridiculous and i mean what ha- everybody knows hurricane harvey what happened a lot of bad things a lot of we bad things stuck in our house for like five days <laughs> we, yeah but people living with us for like five months after it was a bad bad hurricane tons yeah. of people got how their poor houses flooded that was anyway. just your, your street smarts that wasn't you knowing the weather that wasn't that, me. Was, <laughs> that was your street smarts okay okay are more or less people smoking now versus five years ago you can up with this one. I think overall less people are smoking now than five I, years ago. I mean, you know, if you were to ask me this like a month ago, I would have definitely said yes. But I just have like, I don't know if it's where we're living right now. 
But I all of a sudden am noticing a ton of people smoking again. I feel like it's making a comeback. <laughs> like every old thing, it comes back around. Like Champion sweatpants and cigarettes. It's often in the grocery store parking lot. I'm like walking through or, or whatever. If we're, wait, if we're picking up groceries, waiting for the pickup and like I roll my windows down, turn off the car and like people are smoking all around me. I'm like, oh gosh, you know. So Maybe they're trying to get rid of cravings before they go into the grocery store. I don't store. know. I've, I've just, even today, we were by the grocery store and we walked out and this lady was waiting in her car smoking before she got out and I opened my car door and was like Phew. can I tell a, a pet peeve about smoking sure. this happened twice on our trip yeah. we were trying to patronize some establishments and the employees were on break standing oh, yeah. against the door outside smoking cigarettes I know like they were probably probably weren't even like clocked out they weren't even on a break but they have to stay close to the they store. They were the but only employees, so they were waiting to see if someone was going to come in. Yeah, give me a break. Like, some of us don't want to walk through that. Like, <laughs> So smoking by a door is your pet peeve? Yeah, people smoking by a door that you have to yeah. walk through and smell I remember smoke. when I worked at Rice, there was, like, these little poles around doors yeah. there. And it's like you couldn't smoke in that pole, which I mm-hmm. thought was smart because people, it was the same issue. People wanted to just be able to walk in the to work without going through the smoke. Yeah, you just showered. <laughs> Did they also have a sign that told the wind not to blow? To <laughs> don't blow the smoke over here. Okay. So my what was my answer? I think less you people are less. smoking now than they were five yeah. years ago. And I said I'm not sure. Anecdotally, we don't really do anything or go anywhere, so I'm not really <laughs> sure other than the grocery store. I think I think it's making a comeback, unfortunately. All right, we'll get our research team on that. <laughs> okay. Do people living in rural areas have a harder time getting in shape? I like the way, the way you say rural. <laughs> How do you say it? Rural. Rural. What did you say? Rural. <laughs> okay, what was the question again? Do people in rural areas have a harder time getting rural. in shape? I'm going to say yeah, for sure. There's so One of our clients was telling me about something called like the, the food desert, which is hmm. a part, I think, I think that's the right word for it. Um, like a part of the country where they just are having a really hard time getting groceries in general. And I'm not saying that's what makes it harder for people to get in shape, but coming back to the trip that we just mm-hmm. came off of, you know, when you don't have a lot of selection of grocery stores, you're at the mercy of whatever mm-hmm. they have. Whatever's in that town. And when you're in a small town in a rural area, you got a really limited option for restaurants also you're not going to wander down town and find like jane's healthy eating cafe Mm -hmm. you know you're going to find like hardy's and you're going to find a mexican restaurant and And you're going to find like a like a meat and three kind of like you know those kind of restaurants yeah like where every food is beige Mm -hmm. (laughs) fried everything um so i think that the selection of groceries is going to be tough just because of the uh, small number of grocery stores Okay, we had a temporary break there from a dog freaking out on us. But they're going to have like uh, 70-30 beef. They're yeah. going to have 99% chicken thighs instead of chicken breast. The fresh vegetable section is going to be pitiful. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think that that does affect. Yeah, um, we just noticed this when we were in a very rural area that it was it was – it was, t- it was tougher at the grocery store to find some of the, th- and it's not like the brands we were used to it. Like, we, like you said, like more of a variety of fresh vegetables, like some of the leaner type meat cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. Those were the things we were having a hard time finding. Yeah. Which I, yeah, um, I was shocked by cause you, it seems like it should be opposite. If, if a lot of 
if there's like farming areas around there, it seems like that should be some of like the freshest food. Like here, this is all like grass fed beef coming into this grocery store locally. And here's all the vegetables from all the farms around here. seems like it should be opposite, but unfortunately I don't think it is. And then for the same reason, there's only one grocery store in town. There's either one or zero gyms also. Mm -hmm. And most people still work out at gyms. They should find an online coach. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, deck is stacked against people in rural mm-hmm. areas to yeah. uh, to get and stay fit yeah unfortunately so yeah okay next one <clears throat> what one thing are people worrying too much about when it comes to their nutrition you go first um man i guess i could kind of tie this into the other nutrition question they're worrying about being perfect hmm. too much they, okay. they think that to get like a result, they got to go hardcore and be perfect for X amount of days mm-hmm. to lose X amount of pounds. Mm-hmm. But then like when you look at the people who have lost a bunch of weight or gotten, you know, really lean or muscular or achieved a certain level of fitness or physique, like yeah. they didn't do that in 30, 60, 90 days. They formed the habits and did the behaviors of people who look like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they stuck with it long enough to get that result. Mm-hmm. When I say they stuck with it, that means they did the things most of the time mm-hmm. and they, they weren't fixated on being perfect. Yeah. Um, it's just this mindset that we got to overcome. Like, and that's one of our missions for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to say, what was the exact wording of the question? Uh, what is one thing people are worrying too much about when it comes to their nutrition? Yeah. Being perfect. Can I give it like a, a, a sub B? Sure. Um, this is also something we talked about focusing too much on, I guess this is going to be like B and C focusing too much on food quality and variety. Hmm. Like people, um, like I don't want to eat the same thing, you know, right. You know, whatever. They're really trying to achieve something with their, their health. But then they also say like, well, I, I don't want to eat the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, more than once or twice a week. I need variety. Mm-hmm. So they're putting too much emphasis on that. Will there be a time later in their journey once they've you know reached their goal mm-hmm. to start introducing more and more variety, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you got to make things simple on yourself when you're trying to accomplish yeah, like something tough. Like dial that. in the the habits first, yeah, and then le- add variety. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like I said, focusing too much mm-hmm. on food quality. There's definitely a time and place for that. And like you said, a lot of people will end up, yeah, reaching their goals sooner by focusing on food quality. But people will just like obsess over it. Yeah. And, like I have to eat you know, the cleanest mm-hmm. food. And if I can't, then there's no point in even trying. It's funny. It kind of makes me think about like the way you would attack, like someone learning, like train, like fitness, like when they're starting to train, if, if they're starting from like where they really don't, they had to, they don't have a foundation. I wouldn't be like, okay, today we're going to back today. We're going to air squat tomorrow. We're going to goblet squat. Then the Tuesday we're going to back squat. Then we're going to overhead squat, you know, <laughs> All in the same let's, week. well, I mean, I wouldn't just like, like, we're going to just have a variety of squats. Oh, I would yeah. like dial in the foundations of the air squat and then let's yeah. add some weight and let's dial in you using some weight and then let's add a barbell yeah. and dial in using some barbell, you know, and it would, you know, it could be years until you are in overhead squat position. The same thing like what you were talking about, like dial in those foundations. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Too much, too much variety is keeping you from making progress. Yeah. Will there be a time when you're better and you have all the foundation stuff nailed and then you can bring in more variety? Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. That's funny. Mine is very similar to my other nutrition one as well, where I, I would say like worrying about labels, like organic, gluten-free, keto. But when, and when it comes, I think about it when it comes to like buying a boxed thing, like, oh, this is a 
organic brownie mix, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a brownie mix. Yeah. It just, you know, this is a gluten-free cake. So yeah, like a worrying about those labels more than what the actual, what you're actually eating. Yeah. Yeah. I see that a lot with clients. Like I had organic cookies mm-hmm. for, for a snack today. I'm like, well, shoot me a, a picture of the food label. Like, or same thing. Like, uh, it was a God, it was made with agave. Yeah. Not honey, you know, worrying about those like little bitty labels yeah. versus what, what's actually, what's the nutrition behind it. Yep. That's where the magic really is. Mm-hmm. I like that answer. All right. If anyone in your life could take one piece of advice from you and do it forever, what advice would you give them? Wow. <laughs> Let me get me go first on this one. Yeah, sure. Okay. My advice would be start today, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to achieve, just start today. Like when I think about it, like in, in the health and fitness world, you know, don't wait until like you become unhealthy to start to dial in your, in your health. Don't, you know, don't wait until like something happens to start to like work out or try mm-hmm. to, you know, try to work out or try to dial in your nutrition. Just yeah. start today, whatever it is. Start save if you're, if you're trying to save money, start today. If you're trying to learn how to... Speaking another language, start today. You're trying to learn, you know, how to like get, you know, dialing in your nutrition and working out as a part of your routine, start today. Yeah. If you're trying to get your bank account stuff straightened out, <laughs> start today. Go do it today. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that advice. Yeah. Something is always better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing is the opposite of starting today. Uh, I would say mine is to surround yourself with the things that you want to become, like make the inputs into your life, the things that you want to be better at. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's been like an absolute game changer for me to, to read books about things that I want to improve Mm -hmm. on in my life. Like it's become a habit now in the morning. You like when we sit down and Mm -hmm. do our quiet time or reading or whatever to uh, like put input into my brain in the morning that like, is, is in the direction that I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Like listen to podcasts that like support a healthy lifestyle or things that I want to learn about. And like the more of those positive inputs you have going in, like the more subconsciously you're just going to make decisions that line up with the person that you're trying to become mm-hmm. over time, like little by little. And it just, it's a great way to start the day on a positive note and to learn a little bit over time and so that's the general idea Mm -hmm. and then like go out and share what you learned with somebody else because that just cements it yeah in your mind too but you got to be deliberate about the practice of doing that until it becomes a habit like if i miss out on it for a few days Mm -hmm. in a row i start to feel kind of like blah and kind of like really craving like yeah putting knowledge that supports who i want to become back yeah into my brains and it's just about starting today when you want to get back into it yeah it's true (laughs) it's true nice okay we got three more all right let's go we can make it would you rather sleep on clean sheets every night or wear a brand new pair of socks every day i'm gonna go with the clean sheets every Mm -hmm. night i do love a good Brand new pair of socks. I'm not going to lie. Christmas time coming around. If anybody's buying me, (laughs) looking for a gift idea. Sock with, like you you said, like, I don't know why, but fresh socks, like right out of the package, are wonderful. That's the only. They feel different. It's the only clothes you're legally allowed to wear without washing it (laughs) is socks. Anything else new, you got to wash it. And underwear, right? (laughs) (laughs) And bathing suits. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, like, is there anything better yeah. than crawling into a bed on a fresh made, yeah. fresh wash? Not out of the package, but out of no. the washer dryer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would say clean sheets. That's, that's always been like, if I if I could have any luxury, it'd be like, and the bed, like all made up, like, yeah, like, in a, like in a hotel. Somebody else made the bed. <laughs> Somebody else made too. the bed. He gets so angry last yesterday. In uh, fact, I washed all the sheets and he gets in there. He's like, what are we doing? It's like, it t- it's like 10, 15. The sheets are not even yeah. on the bed. <laughs> Now we're doing chores. We stayed up to watch Hard Knocks because it didn't come on till nine. Yeah, and then we had to make the bed before we got in. All right, clean sheets. Yeah, we both agree on that one. Okay. All right, I like this one. Who is the most impressive CrossFit Games athlete ever? I'll cover my answer. Oh, yeah, I know who you're gonna say. (laughs) No, you don't. Old (laughs) JH. Why are you blushing? Um, Most impressive of all time. I think you got to go with Rich Froning. He's just the goat. Yeah. I know Matt Frazier won more titles in a row, and mm-hmm. Tia continues to do that. But 10 years in a row on the mm-hmm. podium, and he's like 35 now, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think so. And he um, balances all the responsibilities he has with his with owning a gym and basically owning a, sec- owning a second gym at home. Having and, a beef. And, and the kids. Yeah. Well, I, I, oh, yeah, the... The meat company. Meat company. I think. I think so too, because he can, he can still perform at the at the elite level that he's always been at, with while doing all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? The he obvi- was my answer as well. The obvious question is, in a head to head, let's let's call it like a three workout competition, so that it's not just one that plays to one of their favorites. Who would win in a three workout Who? balance competition between Matt and Rich? I don't know. Like if it was now, I'd love to Matt's see it. Been, Matt's been dieting down, so he's probably pretty weak <laughs> right he's now. Been he's down like 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would love to see it though. I'm going to say, I, I think Matt, I think yeah. now just, yeah. just for, um, you know, the age factor mm-hmm. probably, but Rich would win on heart. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. And better tattoos. <laughs> I don't like Matt's tattoos. Like it's too much. I can't tell oh, what's gosh. what anymore. <laughs> You're like, let's oh move gosh. on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, let's move on. We're going off subject Plus, here. it's getting hot in here. What habit have you dropped or picked up that has had the biggest impact on your life? This is a tough one. Do you already know what you are going to say? I do. But now that I read it again, I don't really know that this has had the this last piece, like the biggest impact on your life. I just know this is like something that like I, like something I, I do now that I never did before. And I don't know. I don't like what it. is it? It's, um, so I got this, I think we were like listening to like a, a Ben Bergeron podcast or something. And he was talking about nutrition and he was talking about getting into the habit of like making your plate and not going back for seconds. And I thought he was crazy when I heard it. Like I was like, I don't, I love seconds. Like I loved going and making my dinner plate and then going back for a little bit more afterwards. It was just, it was literally just a habit. I don't even think I was still hungry. It was just a habit I would get into because we would make, I don't know, whatever we used to eat, we would make, say we made like a put some spaghetti or whatever it was. And, and I would do, you know, do like what I just said. And, and somehow I started trying that and it really works. And you know, his advice was just like, fill your plate with as much as you want. Like there's no limit on this plate, whatever the plate can hold, put on that plate, but that's your plate, take it to the table. And that's, that's what, that's your meal. And I started doing that and, and it works. 
and it was more a habit of mine to go back and you know i like i said like i make the plate with what exactly i want on it mm-hmm. and that's it yeah so yeah I, that's what i thought of i, can, I, I don't I, know that it has like the biggest impact on my life but it's it was yeah yeah it was more yeah i've used that strategy with clients too and it works because like you said somehow yeah if you can if you can slowly break the habit mm-hmm. you know. yeah because sometimes we just often go back out of habit yeah where we have a snack after dinner out of habit versus like being actually hungry mm-hmm. yeah i know i've seen you go back at thanksgiving oh those are different <laughs> times <laughs> well i i guess the the most true answer is what i already said mm-hmm. before about having a morning routine oh, yeah. and putting that yeah positivity into my brain but um, if I had to think of another one, uh, it would probably be, I mean, it doesn't matter how long ago the habit started, <laughs> just regular exercise, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, yeah. like a huge part of my life, you know, up until I was 30 years old, really mm-hmm. didn't exercise, Yeah, didn't know what it was. <laughs> Yeah, like we talked about before, like I would, we would go to 24-hour fitness and I would go to those classes or whatever and you would just, you would walk on the treadmill. That was yeah. like what you thought was exercise at the time. Yeah, and it, like it really wasn't until 2009, the mm-hmm. end of 2009 when we started CrossFit that mm-hmm. that it started to become a habit. Yeah, um, something you did regularly Yeah. on a schedule. And then there was a period of time even after then where it became not a habit to work out and then picked it back up. But mm-hmm. like looking at like how much regular exercise has like contributed obviously to like my health and stuff, but mm-hmm. overcoming a lot of things on the mental side too. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I would still struggle more with anxiety if I didn't know how to handle the stress of a hard workout yeah. or prove to myself through hard workouts and, you know, pushing myself mm-hmm. in the gym that, I'm stronger mentally than I thought I was back when I was struggling more with anxiety and stuff. So that's a pretty big uh, benefit to something that you think is just for your body to help you overcome the mental things too. So I'm going to say that's that's my answer. It's just picking up regular exercise and Mm -hmm. sticking with it. Doing burpees. Do burpees (laughs) because they're hard. (laughs) When are we going to get that on a shirt? (laughs) Speaking of shirts, I'm excited that we, all yeah. of our clients had the chance to order shirts and we're working on that to order right now too. Yep. Stand by for when those are going to be in your hands, guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely shoot you a message and True Coach or Christina will shoot you an email. Anything else for this episode? I think that's it. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode of You Go, I Go. You can always hit the link in the show notes to submit topics or questions for us for upcoming question and answer or you go i go episodes also be sure and subscribe to the podcast if you don't usually because we've got some really good interviews coming up in the next four Mm -hmm. to six weeks with some um, pretty exciting guests that we want you to definitely check out so do that while you're in there and leave us a review if you have time we appreciate all those all right you guys enjoy the rest of your day take care Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. 
Thanks again and have a great day.